Welcome to Awakened Hearts. I am your host, Midge Noble. The Awakened Hearts podcast is a place where we choose compassion, loving kindness, and a heart-centered life. I believe that everyone is on earth to serve a sacred contract. I believe that we were all created to be compassionate, loving, and kind to ourselves and to all living souls. I believe that we can awaken our hearts and heal old wounds. I believe that we all have the power to transform our pain into our most authentic, spiritual, compassionate, and best selves. I believe we deserve to feel empowered to speak up and set boundaries and be valued by those we love and respected by those we meet along our path. Hello, Bodhi Seekers, and welcome back to Awakened Hearts. I'm really excited to be back with you guys again. I appreciate all the applause that I'm getting for some of these segments and episodes. Thank you, Cindy, for reaching out. Uh, Thanks, Tiffany, for being a fan. Really appreciate you guys letting me know what's resonating with you, and I'm just so happy to be able to be here and share my voice. And right now I'm sitting here looking out at the beautiful sunshine, having a little sip of my coffee with my soy milk and a little dash of doTERRA cinnamon. So hang on just a minute. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you get some coffee. Make sure you get something that's nice and tasty. I also love my tea. Uh, But boy, that dash of doTERRA cinnamon oil in your coffee is just divine. Not only does it give you health benefits, but hey, (laughs) that's a you know, a little plug there for doTERRA, but it does, it does give you health benefits and it's just really tasty. So anyway, so we're all set. So last week we talked about, you know, how I have been able to transform some shame and pain and found my authentic power by, you know, not allowing the negative comments of others to affect my heart and to derail me from my passion. Today, I want to focus on that shame. I want to talk a little bit more about it and dig in a little bit deeper. Um, I have felt shame probably my whole life. And even though I don't allow uh, or didn't allow that man's negative comments to me to derail me, it doesn't... um, stop the fact that that inner shame that was born into someone can resonate in the background, even though, you know, that was a win for me uh, this last week or so. Sometimes it can crop back up unexpectedly, just like when I was just shocked when he, you know, sent such a vile message. That's a that's an innate response. And so sometimes we will have like a knee-jerk response reaction. And that's just our truth. Okay. We f- we may feel shame or disappointed in ourselves, or those those feelings are going to crop up because we're still having a human experience on earth. So we are human and we are going to have moments of clarity and we are going to have moments of not being clear. <clears throat> And that's just the truth for me. And and you you let me know if that resonated for you. Um, I want to be able to talk about the shame because if we can get to the place where the shame is um, manageable is maybe the word I'm looking for. Manageable means that I can be aware of it. I can give it, I can give it a hug. I can talk myself through it and I can, um, and move past it. I had a great conversation with my brother from another 
mother, Rick Clemens. Um, he started out as the coming out coach and he's now got this great um, show, you know, about being bold. And he interviewed me yesterday and it will air in March, uh, probably around March 20th. Um, and we talk a lot about the shame. We talk about how far our journeys have come and that it still sometimes resonates with us. That shame will pop back up from time to time. So it was a great conversation. And, and, and I think that if you listen to this and, and you're really wanting a little bit more than his show is going to probably go into a whole another depth. We, you know, when we get together, we just start talking like we're sitting on the, on the back stoop of the house and you never know what's going to come out. So we had a really great conversation. Um, but this is the work that I do, you know, the, the empowering awakened hearts, um, coaching side of this, this journey I'm on is all about transforming shame and pain. And it can come from anywhere. It's not just a gay thing. You know, if, if I, you know, go out and, and let's say I go to a party and I have one too many drinks and I get pulled over and now I have a DUI on my record. I'm going to feel some shame about that because that's not who I intend to be. It was a, it was one of those learning moments of how, how much could I drink? Um, FYI, never had a DUI. <laughs> so how many of us uh, would say that we could have, <laughs> but ho hopefully we have it. Um, but, you know, when you do something, if you, if you were to get a DUI, if you somehow say something that was just totally out of character and you say something really, you know, disrespectful or, you know, homophobic or prejudice, it, you know, comments can come from way on back. I used to call them Bernie thoughts because sometimes my dad would say something, you know, against someone and I, 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 I labeled them Bernie thoughts. And so I got used to kind of kicking those thoughts out of my head. Now, don't get me wrong. He, he was an awesome man and I love my daddy. You know, we didn't always see eye to eye clearly. Um, but I love my daddy. And I, I think if he could have been born, in a different time, uh, to, you know, super affectionate, supportive parents, I think things would have been different for him. Um, and I honor the journey that he's in and I hold space for him. I really do. That's another transformation that I've come through a lot of pain with my relationship with my dad, because we really didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things. But as, as I grow into my own authentic power, I realize that I'm not really sure that he had his and I have some sadness in my heart about that, that I, I think there are things that he didn't resolve in his life and that it really, um, you know, he couldn't reach out because he never reached in, if that makes sense. You know, we have to transform that from the inside out. And that's part of what we're going to talk about today. Um, so as we're dealing into shame, this may feel uncomfortable, I don't ever want to bring up the past and, and feel bad about things I've done. However, it happens because every time we make a choice, we're either, you know, really in a place of alignment and awareness and the choice really resonates with us and we feel really good about the experience. And then there are times for me that I have looked back on my life and thought, Midge, what were you thinking? How could you have said that or done that or believed that? Or I, I, 
I do look back and sometimes feel really, you know, unhappy or, and disappointed and, and sometimes shame at some choices that I made along the way. I've come to the place to realize that when I feel those, those feelings, I just need to, I need to hold myself, you know, just, just give myself a little squeeze, you know, energetically or physically. Sometimes I will actually just wrap arms around me and say, just, just, you know, love that little girl or (laughs) love that young woman that just didn't get it. I just didn't know the things that I know now, you know, how to stand in, in compassion, how to hold space for people who are, who are not resonating with me. And when I say not resonating, like I'm just not, I'm not agreeing with them. It's (laughs) their values, their, where they're at in their life is so totally separate from me. And, and so I just have to let myself look at that situation and and see where I was at that space, you know, where was I emotionally, where was I intellectually, what, what could have happened that I would have chosen what I chose. And when I can stand in that place and realize that I just really was, I think, developmentally young, I didn't have a whole lot of social experiences growing up. And I, really didn't always understand the social cues. So when I look back and I start to feel that discontent with myself, whether it's total shame, which it can be, uh, whether it's disappointment or just I don't like myself back then, um, how can I hold it in my soul? How can I let myself learn from it without beating myself up? Because as we've said, the past is the past. I can't go back and fix it now anyway. So how am I going to to bring that past clearly into view and not keep ruminating over and over and over about how how you know dumb I was or how inappropriate I was or what whatever? Because it does me no good in this present moment. And so I choose to transform those memories and images that can come up, you know, and I am not that person. And this is what I want us all to really grasp is that even when we look at other people and we're, you know, not liking what they're doing, they also are on a journey where they may someday be able to transform the choices they're making. And then they're going to be in a whole different place as well. So there is always hope, always hope for us to be able to transform where we've been so that we can then clearly stand in our present now and make conscious, aligned, compassionate um, decisions from this place forward. And will we still have a moment in the future where we might look back and think, what was I thinking? I think so. I think we're always learning and growing and having experiences. And sometimes we get a win and sometimes we don't, but it's always a lesson. If it's not a win, then it's a lesson and an opportunity to be able to resolve it right then. So that when we look back, it might not be as painful. However, we may not transform it right in the moment and we may look back and then that's when we can look at it as a lesson and an opportunity. You know, if we have a course 
correction. We may be going down one road and we think we're doing great and we think this is where we need to be. And then all of a sudden it all blows up in our face and we may lose everything. And that's a course correction. And we may feel shame, though, that we made decisions that got us in that position. However, we also now have the opportunity to take a lesson from that and we don't have to repeat it in the future. So where, 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 there we go. <laughs> Maybe I need another little bit of that um, soy milk and coffee. Hang on, guys. Take a sip with me. <laughs> I was up really late last night. I had the opportunity. This is, this is a commercial before the commercial. I had an opportunity last night to connect with a little six-month-old kitty named Willow. And she had gotten lost. Um, she's old enough, I guess. I don't, I don't own cats and, and I am one of those nervous nanny mommies and my cats probably wouldn't be out roaming cause I would be devastated if they never came home. So, um, but little Willow was out and she's, you know, considered an adult in the kitty world and she was out and she didn't come home and it had been 24 hours and it was so sad. And, uh, I was contacted by her mom, her fur mom. And asked if I could help maybe communicate with her. Um, I do have some um, very uh, limited animal communication training, but I can connect uh, with animals and um, when they want to cooperate. <laughs> so everybody has a choice, people. Even in the animal kingdom, they have a choice. It's like, eh, I ain't talking to you. <laughs> so anyway, so um, um, I was able to... Um, kind of get in a space where I, I was trying, I, I wanted to make a connection. And I didn't feel as if I totally connected to Willow, although I was, I was getting images of a barn and being close to home. I, I, I could see the barn. Yeah, I could see, you know, some, some cold weather and snow. Um, but yet I didn't, I didn't really know I didn't get the sense that, that I was actually maybe communicating with Willow. So it was late last night. Um, I, I went ahead and, and let fur mom know that, um, that I did connect with Willow, but didn't really feel like it was a real deep connection, but that I felt she was close and that I would, I would connect again this morning. Um, this morning I get them. And so last night I could not sleep. It's like that by that point then I'm, I'm awake. And so I just keep sending messages to Willow to, um, to go home, to go home, to follow the path that, cause her mama cat had, had come home and a, a kitty sibling had come home and Willow, six months is out there alone for 24 hours. So I just kept, you know, sending that message for Willow to go home. And then I get a message first thing this morning before I could even, you know, get ready and, and in a space to connect with Willow that she was um, found in her barn um, under a heat lamp and that she was fine. Smelled a little bit like motor oil for some reason, but she was fine. And, um, and I'm just so, so excited and so delighted about that. So it was a very late night. And, um, and then I was up again early this morning to, to do the things that I, I like to do in the mornings before I start my day. So anyway, that was a win. And I'm really, really super happy about Willow being home and uh, maybe getting a little bath today. <laughs> But her brother, Blue Eye Riley, uh, is having his eighth birthday. So he was apparently a little bit snubbed by all the attention that Willow was getting on his, on his uh, birthday day. Um, he has four legs and a, and a, 
you know, beautiful blue eyes, wonderful little Corgi. Um, so anyway, so that was a win. So when I look back on that memory, um, that's going to be one of those ones that resonate in my heart and, and I smile. So when we come back from break, what I want to do is really look at where do we start when we transform shame And how does that journey look for us? Um, I know how it looks for me. I don't know how it will exactly look for you, uh, but I can tell you my journey and I can tell you how I've done some of my inner shame work. And hopefully that will help you. So let's all get another sip of coffee. Go take a break and listen to these uh, messages from my sponsor. Thanks. Hey guys, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast like I'm doing here I used to have a radio show on the internet, and I absolutely loved it. The downside was I had to pay to be the host. I had to pay a lot of money. I loved my show, and I still had lots more to say. I just didn't want to pay so much to have conversations with you. That's when I found Anchor. I am so excited because Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording hosting, distributing, and monetizing my own podcast. Instead of me paying out a lot of money, I have the potential to get paid for using my voice and talking about what is important to me and hearing your stories. I love connecting with all of you, and Anchor has given my voice to you. So if you're ready to start your own podcast, go to anchor.fm backslash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm backslash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Thanks for joining the Gay With God community. Welcome back, everybody, and I hope you had a good break. So we're back here to talk about the shame that I have felt, that you may have felt, and what are we going to do about it? So I'm going to take this from the perspective of myself, and if you resonate with that, awesome. And if it's still painful for you and it's hard for you to even even kind of see where we're headed or what what is going to happen, feel free to connect with me privately. I would love to have a conversation with you about that and see if we can't um, get to a place of clarity for you. And, um, and I would love to assist you in that process. So if, if this brings up really uncomfortable feelings, um, you know, when I start talking about shame, I can get really uncomfortable and I can feel myself sometimes sliding back to that space, that energetic space that I was in. If I can stay clear in that that is in the past and I am now here choosing to get clear, choosing to, um, you know, do the inner work and go through the tools and and do the, the things that I need to do, I will have that expansion on the end and find that ex- authentic power within myself. So even if it gets uncomfortable, I hope that you will choose to stay present with me right now and I will be here. Okay. So if it gets uncomfortable and you need to give me a message, you know, here on, um, anchor, if you download the anchor mobile app, then you can send me messages and that would be awesome. If you want to connect with me, um, through the Facebook, if you're on Facebook with me, give me a private message, uh, on messenger. If you want to connect with me through email, you can do that at empowered midge, 
at gmail.com. So I have your back. All right. I have your back. So if it gets uncomfortable, reach out uh, to me and I would love to have a conversation with you about how I can assist you. So the first part really is clarity. We need to get clear on what's holding us back. And if we feel shame, if there is shame present, then I need to get clear on on the fact that I have it. I do have shame. So doing the inner work is all about looking at where what I feel shame about and being able to move that shame into worthiness. Okay. So when I look back, you know, I feel I have felt in the past shame over some of the decisions I made. Before coming out, there were times that I would shun a friend who came out to me. It was hard for me to look at that person coming out, and I'm trying to hide the fact energetically that I need to, to come out. I didn't know um, that that I was gay, but I energetically knew, I knew in my soul that, that, that I was disconnected with the authentic part of me. So when anybody else was gay, if we talked about gay things, when we had the, the lesson at youth group about, you know, homosexuality and, and it being like, you know, having sex with animals, which it's not, I will continue to reiterate, it is not, um, the shame would be there. And so I would just push that out of my experience. So that's one of the things that I felt shame about looking backwards. Um, the other thing that I have felt shame about is really not knowing how to love myself, to, to come into my own, you know, authentic power. I felt shame that I, I really did not have a clear, conscious awareness that I was gay until I was 30 and all of the time that I wasted, you know, with my now wife, um, not having that full relationship that we could have had and not, not have felt guilty about how close we were. You know, I was so, I would feel shame and guilt that I was so close to her. However, it was only because I was not in my authentic space. So for those folks who may hear this and think, well, you felt shame because it's against God's laws. Well, I don't agree with that. Um, I don't agree with that. I, I interpret the Bible differently than you do. And I don't think that that's where the shame was. I think I was out of alignment with who I was. And anytime I'm living a life that is not authentically me, I'm going to feel all sorts of uncomfortable feelings. I can promise you folks, when I came out, I felt the most liberated and most of the weight was lifted off. Now, I still had years of inner homophobia and religious dogma and societal stuff. All of that still resonated in me, and it can still resonate in me from time to time. But I now know without a shadow of a doubt that that shame is not present in this current moment. <laughs> As I said before, who knows? But in this current moment, I do not feel ashamed or feel shame of myself and who I am because I know I was created to be exactly who I am. And I am 
continuously working for that full alignment with me and source and being on the path that I know I was created to be. And so I am very inspired at this point to be able to be open and bold and talk about my truth because that is my alignment. So when I continue to do that inner work, when I continue to to dig a deeper and dig deeper and find those places in my life where I'm still holding shame for a choice I made, for words I spoke, for a, a behavior I had, I still can resonate with that unless I've done the inner work, pulled it apart, you know, unpacked it and stay with it for a while. See, that's the thing. Sometimes we go, oh yeah, that's why I'm ashamed. And boom, we bolt for the door. <laughs> And we leave shame just still hanging out there. We've not done anything with her. We're just hanging out. And so that's not that's not doing the inner work. The inner work is actually being able to hold space for yourself, to sit there for a while. So it's like unpacking, you know, all of these, you know, this luggage and you're finding all of this yucky stuff. And instead of just throwing up your hands and backing away in horror, sit there for a minute. You know, and that's why it's good to have a coach with you because as you're sitting there in the mucky muck of the memories of your life, you you need someone holding space for you so you can learn hold, how to hold space for you. And holding space is to sit there without judgment, to sit in a space of understanding that we've we've all been there. I have a past. You have a past. Some of our pasts are a little bit cleaner and a little bit less mucky than others. We all have a past and we all have some things in that past that we may not feel really happy about. And sometimes that shame is hiding in there. So sit with it, unpack, but stay a while and let, let the feelings just be. And if someone else is holding space for you and you can verbalize those feelings and you can let that out, then you're beginning to move toward that real awareness of, oh, man, you know what? I know why I did that. Now I understand that that was a knee-jerk reaction. That was defensive. That was me trying to to boss you know, other people around so that, that I could find my voice because I was never really able to find my voice. Or, or maybe I did that because you know, I was trying to get some self-approval. I was trying to get affection. I was trying to get my, my needs met. You know, a lot of times we go through, you know, this almost starvation and deprivation of affection. And so sometimes we may get a little, you know, you know, who knows if there's a little tipsy episode and then you, you know, are a little bit more affectionate towards someone and then you feel shame about that because that was out of character for you. Or maybe that's how you, you learn to get your needs met. You know, families raise kids a whole lot of different ways, and sometimes kids have to do outrageous things to get attention, and and they deserve attention. They deserve focus to be on them. They deserve to have a, appropriate affection, and sometimes we don't always know how to do it right, and and our parents didn't know how to do it right. So we're all a a product of. Uh, no handbook. <laughs> there is no handbook on how to transform your own stuff and get you know your kids on board. If you're not transformed, if you haven't found your authentic power and your worthiness, then you can't pass that on to your kids. Um, so, so we need to first get clear about you know 
what shame we have, we need to have some awareness of where where that shame resonated from. And in that the the first two steps of clarity and awareness, we really want to look at the journey. You know, just holding space for the journey of this is where I've started. These are the things that happened. This is how I perceived it. These are some core beliefs that I might have developed because of that. And oh, by the way, I still feel a lot of shame and I'm in a lot of pain. You know, so we're going to dig deep into those things. And then I want you to have some tools. I want you to know what to do in the face of hate. I want you to know what to do when when those memories come back up, when they get triggered by Thanksgiving dinner, <laughs> or when they get triggered by somebody, you know, holding a sign up at a rally and telling you that either, you know, you're you're, you know, going to hell or that you're a baby killer or that you're this or you're that. You know, such such ugliness that people can come up with to try to point fingers at a life they haven't lived. I don't know your experience. I don't know anybody's experience. And to to put that ugliness on a person and not know where they've come from. You know, this and I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get super political, but you look at folks who have been raped and they choose abortion. I have never walked that path. I have never, ever felt the feelings that that woman feels. I have never had that that sense of dread that I may be carrying another rapist. You know, I don't I don't know what they go through. And I can feel compassion for of course any woman who has been mistreated on any level and violated, I can't make a judgment against um, a choice that she has to make for herself. Um, I, You know I love animals. You know I love children. I'm talking about I'm not God, and I'm not judge and jury. I am here to be compassionate and to bring light to the world. And I may have opinions about things. I will never want to then put any kind of shame on someone or ugliness because who knows what I would do in that situation. You know, I've not been there. I don't know what reaction I would have. I don't know how I would feel. I don't know what I would do. What would my wife do if I got pregnant and it was the baby or me? And that happens all the time when there's a when there's a trauma in the pregnancy. And the spouse sometimes has to choose between the new baby or the spouse. I'm not saying one life is more important than the other. I'm just saying these are difficult choices. And until we've walked that path ourselves, how do I know what I would do? You know, I I just don't know what I would do. I have an idea of what I would want to do. (laughs) I have no idea what would happen in that exact same moment. So we need to lead with love and with compassion. And we need to understand that we don't have all the information. We're making judgments against people for their past or their present or whatever. And we've not been there. We didn't walk 
with them. We're not them. We don't have their background. We didn't, we didn't get raised in their house. So if we could just lead with love and you do what's right for you, and let's just lead with love and have some compassion for what people are going through. Yes, there are clearly things that we would say that's absolutely wrong and you can't you can't do that. And that's true. There are laws, there are things that are certainly wrong. I think if I could stay in that place of compassion instead of judgment, I still have opinions, but I still want to have compassion for people who are going through things that are not my journey. So we want to do the inner work. We want to claim our worthiness. We want to get to a place that we understand that we are here for a divine reason. We are here to have a presence in the world, to lead with love, to have compassion, to show loving kindness. So when we first can do that for ourselves, that's how we can then transform you know, this earth's energy. So I first need to love me. I need to look at Midge and all of my happy times, sad times, embarrassing times, you know, shameful times. I have to look at all of me and say, you know what, kid? You're worthy. You are put on this earth. You have a divine peace of God inside of you. You resonate light and love. You are worthy to be here. Not it doesn't matter what I've done, where I've been, how it all turned out. I am worthy because I have a piece of God in me. What I've done with that piece is totally up to me, and how I resonate that into the world is up to me. And once I get clear that I am worthy, then I have a better awareness of where I need to go. You know, I have awareness on how how all of that happened and how I got in all these sticky wickets. And now I'm going to get some tools to see what I'm going to do in the future when that happens. If I'm feeling, you know, unloved or uh, unlovable, I may choose not to go to that bar the next time and, you know, let someone hit on me or or me take the lead and, and you know, be over promiscuous. I may choose not to do that. I may not decide to eat you know, four packs of cookies or <laughs> binge on chocolate. You know, I, I will have tools that can handle the emotions that come up. You know, being able to figure out who's who's on my my tribe list. Who am I going to call and say, I'm, I'm, res- you know, I'm really having a problem right now. I'm really, I'm really having a difficult time with this emotion, with this, with this choice, with this feeling, with this memory. So I'm going to have a tribe set up. I'm going to be able to look, <clears throat> excuse me. See, maybe there's a reason why I had that coffee today. <laughs> Hang on just a second. Mm. Yeah, oh man. A tired throat. So um, I'm going to have my tribe. I'm going to learn how to get in a sacred space to have that morning routine. <clears throat> Excuse me. To have that evening routine, to be able to come from a place of centeredness, whether I do yoga whether I do meditation, whether I work out, whether I take long walks with the dogs, whether I listen to uplifting, you know, content on, on social media. You know, there's so many great things out there that can be uplifting and meditative and just, you know, that very powerful uh, podcasts and CDs and <clears throat> and that's that can be part of your tool belt. You know, being able to 
stay in gratitude for all that is going right. Even if somebody gives you a homophobic comment or a a marginal comment, you get to stay in that place of gratitude for all the other people who love you, for all the other times that you've, you know, gotten a win. Staying in that place of gratitude for knowing that, that not one thing changes your worthiness. And nothing can ever take away that worthiness. So being able to put in tools for you that resonate with you. So I can say, I meditate, I do yoga, um, I eat healthy, I do walks with the dogs, I listen to uplifting content, I keep myself away from negative shows and things that are going to you know, really derail me, I don't listen to the news. These are my things. These are my tools to keep myself in a space of grace and in authentic power. Um, it, it could be totally different for you. It could be sports. It could be arts. It could be, you know, some kind of service where you're, you're giving back to the community because then that feeds your soul. These are brilliant things to come to from a place of shame where we are now transforming that shame and we're giving back to the community and assisting them in their journey. So all of those things resonate for powerful tools And then at the last stage, you're going to be able to claim your authentic power. Authentic power means that we're not out there breaking down walls and slamming doors. (laughs) We're out there speaking our truth. I I have my authentic power when I can tell you exactly how I feel, when I can tell you exactly what I want and need, when I can do it from a place of clarity and not calamity. I don't have to bust people's heads. I don't have to bust out windows. I can be clear and direct and still compassionate and loving and kind. I can speak my mind and I can be who I am because my authentic power is living my life from my inner worth out. That's how we transform the shame, that we get to a place where we know no matter where I've been, what I've done, how I've done it, I'm still worthy. I can see where it's been. I can claim it and I can transform it. And then I'm ready to serve. I can serve from a place of authenticity and love and compassion, and hold space for people who may not be at that space yet, but I know they can be, and I know you can be. So if this resonates with you, if you're hearing this from your soul crying, and you're feeling that pain, and you're ready for change, please connect with me. If you need to talk through something that you heard on the podcast, I am available to bring clarity to whatever you heard. I'm available to hear your story. I'm available to begin to go through this process of transforming that shame and pain into your authentic power. I hope you have a great rest of your week. I hope that you resonate on the highest, highest feeling possible. And as I said earlier, if you, if you need me, um, get some, um, you know, get, just to get some clarity, to, to release some of that pain and shame, to bring your whole self into your life and feel free, feel expansive, and, and feel love for yourself. You can message me on Messenger on Facebook. You can connect with me at Empowered Midge. 
at gmail.com. If you have the Anchor mobile app and you want to send me a private message, you can do that. Reach out. I'm here for you. And by the way, if you if you haven't yet gone to my Awakened Hearts, Empowering Awakened Hearts uh, business page on Facebook, feel free to check that out. Uh, you can also uh, message me from there, um, and that would be fine too. So there's lots of ways to get to me. And don't forget, coming up in March, uh, I'll be on Rick Clemens' show. And uh, I'll send out a link for folks who are on Facebook. If you're not on Facebook with me, um, feel free to connect with me. Uh, I'm, I'm just listed as Midge Noble. But if you're going to connect with me, send me a message that lets me know that you heard me on the show. You know how you're getting some of these random spam people that... that um, just kind of try to hit hit on you. <laughs> so let me know who, that you've heard me on the show and that, <laughs> and that this is why you're connecting with me. And that will help me know um, that I can, you know, I know, I know that you're, you're listening and it's all cool. So um, anyway, um, I hope you have a great rest of your day and that you will continue to look at ways that you can resonate in this authentic space. So have a great week. Namaste. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.